and let's just be in the moment. Let's not look too far in the future because you've proven, particularly with this iPhone 13 release, that you know what you're talking about. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Hey, this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And you're listening and or watching the Snobble West Show, the show for Apple snobs where we talk all things Apple and then some. Welcome back to another week of the Snobble West Show. Happy to have you back with us again for another week. And we are going to have going to go ahead and jump into the show. We're going to kick it off with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. And I have to say, doing the show notes for this week, pretty much all of the Apple talk was surrounding the iPhone 13. I did see a couple of things about um uh, about the uh, iPad mini. I think they're calling something jelly with the way the scrolling, it didn't look, I guess, as people expected. And Apple said, that's the way it's supposed to look. Um, okay. So, you know, there's that. But we do know, I did see some rumors about uh, AirPod Pro 3s. Rumors again. We don't want to get into rumors because nobody we knows got played, that Apple. And we got played. Time. Right. And uh, there are rumors that uh, uh, iPhone 14 is going to get a complete redesign. I don't listen to none of that because like you it's, a said, year from now. it's a year, it's a from, year now. from now. It's a year from now. And we breaks. got play. Enjoy the phone that we mm-hmm. have now. Um, do your benchmarking, do your reviews and all that stuff. Um, and let's just be in the moment. Let's not look too far in the future because you've proven particularly with this iPhone 13 release, that you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You have no clue. You're just making <laughs> stuff up and throwing it against the wall to see what sticks and see what happens. So with that being said, I know that Brother Tech got uh, two new iPhones over uh, this past weekend, one for himself and one for his wife, Mrs. Tech. So any thoughts, uh, your first impressions on the latest iPhone? So I have the iPhone 13 Pro Max. Uh, I went up from the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Wow. Seems like, uh, why'd you do that? Uh, Because I wanted to. So (laughs) I did it. So relax. Um, But having said that, my first impressions of the iPhone 13 Pro Max is the battery. I mean, the, the extended use of the battery that I'm getting out of the 13 Pro Max is leaps and bounds Mm. over the battery life from the iPhone 12 Pro Max. I mean, I can I can use my phone the way I normally use my phone without, you know, trying to charge it up throughout the day without taking breaks, you know, how I normally use the device. I can use this phone a day and a half and not have to put it on the uh, charge, really? uh, put it on the, yeah, to charge it up. I mean, the battery lasts that much longer. You know, we quoted, you know, however much, you know, 30 times longer, that, 70%, yeah. whatever, whatever it was. Three, two hours, I think for the max or something. And I think an hour and a half for the standard or something like that. If you are a casual phone user, I mean, this battery could easily get you two days 
without having to charge it up. You know, now what I'm starting to do differently is I want to make sure I maintain the life of the battery because in my iPhone 12 Pro Max, I when I looked at the battery health, I was at like 88% uh, when I only had it for a year. And I think mm -hmm. that is because I would never let it get down past 20%. And every night I'm charging it up. So I'm like, all right, well, with this phone, with the extended battery life, I'm like literally going to use it to how I normally use it. And if I don't need to charge it at night, I'm not. So like for the past, what what have I had? Have I had it for a week now? Maybe I've had it for not quite, uh, not, quite not quite. It'd be, you know, uh, five days or something like that. Mm -hmm. So for the five days I've used, I've literally like used it normally at night. By the time I look at it on my 12, I was at like, like 30%. On this one, I'm like 50% wow. at the end of the night. So it's like, all right. So I'll just leave it off the charge. You know, I'll go to sleep. You know, I'll wake up. It's still got battery. What I'll do is I'll put, then I'll put it on the, you know, on my wireless charging pad, get mm -hmm. in the shower, brush my teeth, get dressed, get the kids together, all that. Then I'll take it off the charge and then I'll use it regularly for the rest of the day. And it doesn't get mm -hmm. charged all the way back it up. It doesn't get right. 100%. Right. And then I can use it normally like I normally do. Don't mm -hmm. charge it at night. When I wake up in the morning, put it on the pad and do my normal thing. And that's about all the charging I need to do when before, like I said, I would use it normally. And then, you know, about this time, you know, we uh, it's quarter to seven Eastern Standard Time. You know, it's 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 like, yo, bruh, <laughs> put me on the charge. I'm about to die. You know, wow. so um, I can definitely say for the, you know, all that to summarize, the battery is much battery life is much longer and the screen resolution, the screen refresh, that 120 mm -hmm. hertz on the iPhone 13 Pros, uh, you can definitely tell it. Yeah, the pro, the yeah, the promotion. Um, I guess they call it promotion, but you know, the 100 up to 120 hertz scrolling, you can definitely tell when you when I'm scrolling through all of the animations. I used to have a tip to if you wanted to conserve battery life. What you would do on an iPhone is you would turn off the scrolling animation. So when you swipe up, you know, the apps will kind of flare out mm -hmm. or when you, you know, close the app, they would kind of kind of collapse down. Right. In accordion style. So I would have a tip like, yo, you want to conserve battery, turn off those animations. Well, you don't have to do that. Right. With this bigger battery. So you can actually enjoy the smooth, very, very smooth screen scrolling with the uh, iPhone 13 Pro Max. So. Those are the two device specific differences with the 13, uh, in my case, the 13 Pro Max is the battery life and the up to 120 hertz screen scrolling refresh rate. Those make up a difference. I haven't played with the camera that much. I've taken a couple pictures. Uh, really, I can't tell any difference because I'm not a full tag. So even if it was a difference, I couldn't tell you what the difference <laughs> is. <laughs> but um, you know, the the size of these cameras, I would assume there's a difference. Um, but that's about it as far as device side. They really don't look that much different. Um, the notch is shorter, but it's not necessarily thinner, thinner. on the top, mm. right? Um, other than that, um, I've got the uh, you can't really tell because on t on the screen, I've got the um, I guess it is a space gray. I can't remember what the actual color is. And then oh, you my didn't wife, get the blue again? 
No, I did not. I went back to the black, quote unquote, uh, mm-hmm. for my devices and for the for my wife. I got her an iPhone 13, not the Pro, not the Pro Max, just an a iPhone 13 because that's all she needs. Uh, the phone is definitely a little bit a little bit smaller than her iPhone 10R, but I got her the product red version, so she likes mm-hmm. that and that matches with her watch. And um, of course, she she don't know the difference. I mean, that's what she, to say. Just, she probably is like, it's phone. I, I, I couldn't can, get her. I, I can text. Get, I can call. Yeah, yeah I, I, if if I even, I mean, it'd be like. <laughs> pulling skin off of her, trying to get her to tell me now, you better tell me what's the difference in this phone or I'm going to peel your fingernails back. She'd be like, oh, well, just peel them off because yeah. I can't tell you the difference. <laughs> it's, it's no difference. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I got her the phone because I wanted her to have a new phone because she was three, four years back. And that's mm-hmm. all it is to it. <laughs> it's a little, you know, we have to take We have to have apple pride in the home. We can't right. be too far remissed. <laughs> Now, what I'm proud of, um, when I got a new phone, my daughter, my 13 year old, she was uh, really angling to get my get old it. phone, and I the was like, "Yeah, that's, Pro Max? yeah." I was like, "Yeah, that's not how this works." Number two, <laughs> number one, you don't need that much of a phone, and number two, daddy needs to sell this phone so I can make my money back on the new one I that I just pay, bought. Right? Yeah. <laughs> then when my um, my wife got a phone. She was like, oh, well, let me, can, well, why can't I have that one? I'm like, number one, that phone is old. And number two, I need to sell that money to make my money back on this. Get that one. Right. But if you want to put up your own money, we can have a conversation. So mm-hmm. we had like our little intense little negotiation. Mm-hmm. So what she did was she wanted to put up her own money. So I let her okay. put up her own money and then of course I put in the rest and I got her a you know did my searches um a a site that I go to buy all of my refurbished pretty much all the phones and all the tablets for my kids I go to this Mm -hmm. place called uh, backmarket.com and I found her an iPhone 10 in mint condition and she put in her little money I put in the rest and she got her uh just got it Today, as a matter of fact, she got her a uh, an iPhone 10, not the 10s, not the 10s Max, because, again, you're 13. You don't need to brand spank a new phone, you know, and you can't you can't afford anything else based on the calculations I've made. You can only afford an iPhone 10. So she's Mm -hmm. like, well, that's better than my iPhone 8. So she Mm -hmm. got her little phone today and she's a little happy about it. So I'm 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 most surprised that she was willing to To put up up her her own money money. because eventually I was going to get her a new one. Christmas mm-hmm. or her birthday, but mm-hmm. she wanted one now because she was jealous because me and her mother got new phones. So I was like, all right, well, you you can either wait until eventually we'll get you a phone someday. Maybe. I don't know. Probably, but not really. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you can put up your mo- own money and we can have that conversation. So we did. And she got her a nice little little phone. Again, it's the iPhone 10. So it's a couple years back, but it was mint condition and it's perfect for what she does with it which is yeah. you know just text her friends you know watch anime mm-hmm. and you know that's about it so was your middle daughter trying to angle for your oldest daughter's phone yes but she ain't old enough we got rules in this house <laughs> I know. I <laughs> i'm know. like Poor i'm thing. like when did your sister get a phone well when she turned 12 i'm like how old are you 11 <laughs> when do you think you can get a phone 
when I turned 12. All right, that's enough of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, she had, but she had to try though. She had right. to try. And she got money. I'm like, but yeah, that ain't the rules. The rules are you have to wait until you're mm-hmm. 12 to get a phone. Then we can talk. So <laughs> God only knows what's going to be out when your youngest is 12 and ready for a phone. Oh man, it'd be the <laughs> iPhone 28. <laughs> and it won't even be a phone. It'll just be a little chip. It'd be like an right. air tag you just stick on your fa- on your head. And, right. And go to work. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Um, with that being said, um, it seems as if the iPhone 13, um, there were some things that broke uh, with iOS with iOS 15, and. Um, the iOS uh, 15.1, I think the beta 2 was released today um, mm-hmm. to fix one of those um, issues. Did you notice it? So essentially it's the issue is that um, the the unlock your iPhone with your Apple Watch was broken. Um, now is this because work. of the, is this because of that mask? Because remember we talked about now users can unlock your um, phone with your watch if your phone detects detects that you have a mask on. Is that is that right. the same bug? Yes. Okay. Yes. No, yes. I had noticed it. Um, I don't think it affected me, but um, I can't think of a time to where I've needed to unlock my phone when I had a mask on and my watch didn't buzz. So I'd have to try it. Uh, I don't have a mask on me right now, but I'll definitely try it. Cause I hadn't thought about it. Yeah. And Apple did own up to it. And Apple uh, describes the issue as quote, Apple has identified an issue where unlock with Apple watch may not work on iPhone 13 devices. You may see unable to communicate with Apple watch. If you try to unlock your iPhone while wearing a, a face mask, or you might not be able to un- set up unlock with the Apple Watch. So um, it looks like they, you know, they said, yep, it is an issue. It is a problem. It doesn't affect everybody. It affects some people. But we have a fix in place and it is coming out with um, this beta. So this was with the uh, beta uh, one. Um, but now with the beta two, they're saying that it's definitely fixed. In beta oh, two. you know what? I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just got the message. So while you was looking, I actually went mm-hmm. through my settings to face ID and passcode. And mm-hmm. I tried to end the uh, unlock with Apple Watch was turned off. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured that was, hey, that's just because I just got a new phone and I forgot to turn the feature back on. Turn the feature back on and it says unable to communicate with Apple Watch. Make sure your mm-hmm. Apple Watch is unlocked and on your wrist and your iPhone is unlocked, which is, that is the case. So yes, I am too also (laughs) experiencing uh, this bug. (laughs) Well, it's fixed with uh, iOS uh, 15.1 beta 2. That was just seeded today to developers. So hopefully that is coming out soon. Additionally, of course, again, it's rumored that um, this uh, in this beta fix in this new beta um, that there are going to be a couple of other um, features that weren't implemented when uh, iOS 15 was first released that is now going to be in this release and apparently the share play that a lot of us were excited about um, is going to be in uh, this beta 2 as well as 
the vaccine card um, oh, okay. feature, um, being able to have your uh, vaccine card in your um, wallet app. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like it makes sense that if they're doing um, a new beta so quickly, that those are two highly anticipated features um, that they would come out with this um, with with this in this next beta. In addition, of course, to the fix for right, the, uh, and that's what unlock. I was going to say because the fix is a big deal because yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people are walking around with masks, mm-hmm. and it is annoying to have to. Pull your uh, face mask and look at it and then put it back up. You know, even yeah. though nothing's going to happen, you look goofy doing that. You know, right. I'd much rather it notice I got a mask on, notice mm-hmm. that I got my watch on, it's unlocked and go ahead and let me in. You know, so yeah. the fact that that feature, they just recently launched it and then now they've got a bug and it's important. You know, that's something yeah. they definitely want to jump on sooner than later. And then yeah. as far as the um, vaccination card. You know, we talked about it on the show before. You know, one of my tips was how you get your vac- proof of vaccination on your phone. You have to go to third party app. You got to upload it to this third party group, which I'm not, you know, I'm pretty sure their verification, security and privacy is on lock. But mm-hmm. we're talking about third party versus Apple. You know, if mm-hmm. I can go with Apple's data and security because I'm already in their ecosystem and I'm already trusting them with a lot more of my data. I might as well entrust them with this data as well versus a separate thing that I'll have to connect somehow. It's easy to connect, but if I can do it with an Apple, I might as well just do it with an Apple. Right. And hopefully, I mean, it may be asking too much, but we did talk about um, the driver's license now being able to be added to the wallet for about seven or eight states, I believe we talked mm-hmm. about before. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that will be coming in this beta as well if they are going to implement this uh, vaccine card. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get some wallet updates as well um, in into this beta. So uh, I'm looking, you know, one of the, the biggest things that I was excited about when they did the announcement um, for the uh, new iOS was the share play. So I'm excited about that. And of course the, COVID uh, vaccine card and the um, and the driver's license would be an added bonus. So um, I guess we'll have to keep our eyes and ears to the ground to see when that is released. I am assuming it's probably going to be released sooner rather than later because the mask fix, like you said, is a big deal and they want to go ahead and get that rolled out so that people mm-hmm. continue to use their brand new phone um, and their Apple Watch with their face masks. And with that being said, I think that's it for the lowdown. Like I said, when I was doing, you know, looking for shows for this week, pretty Mm -hmm. much everything related to Apple. iPhone 13 unboxing. iPhone 13. Unboxing. iPhone 13 first impressions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Benchmarking, you know, seeing how fast it is compared to the others. So, but we got our firsthand review and our firsthand impressions. So we didn't need those articles because we got an in-house person with their uh, first look. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, With that said, let's head on over to Second String where we talk all other tech. Um, So I am, I'm not a um, Amazon smart home person, so I don't have the Echo. I really don't, you know, really need it. Mm -hmm. But um, for those people who are in the 
Amazon ecosystem for uh, their home automations. Apparently, there is a new um, uh, Amazon-based Alexa robot that uh -huh. is being touted as a new autonomous household robot called Astro. Um, uh -huh. It was a huge spotlight on um, for Amazon's uh, product um, product event. Um, that was just held this past Tuesday. And, you know, everyone was all talking about Astro. It's a little robot that just goes around your house and minds own business, but it, um, you know, helps you out with, you know, whatever you need around your house. Um, people are um, comparing it to Wally. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's something. You haven't seen Wally? Well, no. Oh my goodness! You need to get some kids. <laughs> <laughs> I know about Roblox because my nephew loves it, but other than that, I, I assumed when I saw they were talking about the blinking Wally eyes, mm -hmm. I assumed it was mm -hmm. something that children were aware of. And when it said beatboxing talent, I was like, okay, I, Jesus. I think that's something that the children like. In any event. Um, this new robot assistant is going to be around $1,000 for purchase. Um, it uh, is, I don't know, it looks like it's about probably this size. It looks just like it's on it's a rolling thing. A little bit bigger than, a little bit bigger than your dog. Oh, oh okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, it comes with a battery, uh, has a 1080p camera. Is Wi-Fi enabled? Um, it has a front speaker for audio. Um, it's using a Qualcomm processor, um, and you need an active Amazon account and compatible mobile device running iOS 13 or higher or Android 8 or higher. It's um, supposedly for indoor use only and it was touted as being kind of like an assistant to maybe someone who has like ambulatory issues or an elderly person i i say all of this to kind of give you an idea of of what this product is and i think you have to have like the uh, ring pro subscription or something for it to fully utilize its capability well, I say all that because there was an article that came out through Vice that says basically that this piece of hardware is crap. <laughs> <laughs> so Vice did a whole, um, you know, in-depth expose on this, and they apparently got some audio from internal meetings um, and from some uh, internal dev docs. Um, that says that the device would uh, throw itself down the stairs um, any chance it got, um, <laughs> that it's frail and poorly made, especially for the $1,000 price tag. The person detection is unreliable. And overall, they're saying that it's a pretty crappy um, piece of hardware for the price. And there are some privacy issues that people are talking about. Um, because it pretty much is persistent, it's always on. Uh -huh. And in order for it to be your assistant, it has to constantly be listening uh -huh. to learn your habits in order to be useful. But uh -huh. then you have the surveillance things kind of coming on. But then people are talking about your dog 
could knock this thing over and break yes. it. Yes, yes. Um, if you're not paying attention because it's so small, you could step on it because it's roaming around your house doing its own thing. If you don't know where the thing is and you're walking, kick it. Man, kick it. <laughs> and they're saying Stop. that it's poorly made, so it's fragile. So it's like $1,000 kind of gone down the drain. But of course, Amazon has come out with a statement of their own in response to the Vice story. Um, we'll put the link to this article. I'm reading from The Verge, and of course, The Verge links to the Vice article. And Amazon says, quote, these characterizations of Astro's performance, mast, and safety systems are simply inaccurate. Astro went through... Uh, rigorous testing on both mm -hmm. quality and safety, including tens of thousands of hours of testings, testing with beta participants. This includes comprehensive testing on Astro's advanced safety system, which is designed to avoid objects, detect stairs, and stop the device when and where necessary. So I don't think we expected anything uh, less than Amazon to say about their product. But mm -hmm. I bring this up to say is, have we gone too far with the smart home thing if you're gonna you know start with a little robot or is it the natural progression of the whole smart home ecosystem that that essentially you know people are, are building uh natural progression uh eventually we were going to get to where we have personalized robots for the house whether it be a real robot not not real whether it be a humanoid looking robot like Tesla's bot or whatever they call it, or it's going to be like a, you know, uh, uh, a robot what's on wheels. The one from, what's the one from the Jetsons? What was she called? Um, I can't remember, but she had wheels. I can't remember her name, but that's oh, where Rosie that's the robot. I just yeah, Rosie. It. Right, right. So that natural progression, we are uh, getting there too fast simply because not because of the dangers you know, you know, everybody makes the, you know, comments of, you know, Skynet and iRobot and Terminator. Right. Uh, not because of that. Um, <laughs> Amazon and not to get anybody's pockets. Amazon could be doing a whole lot more for their employees, for their logistics, for their delivery drivers, um, for their company culture, for their how they specifically how they treat their employees, they could be spending all this time, all these resources into fixing that before we get to a uh, a robot that can follow you around and, and you can it can bring you you know beer you know if you you know if if I needed to put my remote uh, and send it to the other room, that's about the expense. That's about as much as this thing can do as far as actually being helpful around the house. Mm -hmm. um, even, you know, that taking that away, um, there's so much more advancements in technology that Amazon could be focusing on versus a robot. You know, they could be really helping with this whole vaccination thing, make it easier. You know, um, they could be, you know, doing something that we actually could use or actually is in production right now they could be making a car making a uh, self-driving you know uh vehicle they could be figuring out how to get our country uh off of fossil fuels combustible engines 
you know, that um, power you know, grid, can they think right, power grid, right. They're going to fix the power grid. Can they, can they do more for broadband internet? You know, you've got mm-hmm. Elon Musk trying to uh, do his thing with Starlink. Y'all in competition with each other going out in space. Why can't y'all be in competition with each other trying to figure out how we can blanket the country, the world, the globe with broadband internet for everybody to have access those are just a couple of things that I could think of that Amazon off with top. all of this yeah, off the top with all their money, with all their power, with all their logistics, with all their, you know, all AWS, right. All, right. right? <laughs> with all of their tax savings, you got AWS running the world, all of these businesses running on AWS. You know, why can't you figure out how to tackle some actual uh, uh, issues, tax, tackle some actual projects that we are currently working on versus this little dog-ish robot that at the most this thing can do is um, figure out how to turn off lights and also do a teleconference with with your grandma. You know, the kids, the kids can actually, it's a cool way to call grandma on this little robot with his head that looks like a small LCD screen that can turn around and has fake eyes. You know, I, I can think of better things for Apple, uh, for Amazon rather to be doing versus this robot. So that's my concern. It's natural progression. It's coming. We're going to get there one way or another, but let's do some other stuff first. Do you think it's a race to be first before maybe someone else picks it up? Um, with the way technology, the way technology companies and patents go, yes. If If a company can figure out a way, a legitimate way without being sleazy about it, figure out a way to patent a certain technology. So when companies actually start to focus on this thing, they'll have to license, they'll have to, you know, find another way than this company who did it first and then got all these patents for this robotic this or this new way of interacting with that. I can definitely see the race to be first so you can put your stake so people can have to, you know, work with you, partner with you, license, buy from you in order to do something similar. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Charles's uh, the flying drone for security, you know, when nobody's drone home. drone technology. I mean, yeah. that's something that we it's not necessarily commonplace, but we're more susceptible to figuring out how we can use drones. You know, they talked about it. Drone uh, Amazon drone delivery. Where that? Where's that? Do that. So Figure I have, that out. I, I have an answer for you for that. So apparently I was reading, I don't know where I saw it at, but I saw it today. So apparently they're having to ground the air drones because birds are attacking the drones. <laughs> that makes sense. But that is so a bird, good problem. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said, so the birds are attacking the drones. So they're having to rethink their whole pilot program because they it's not sustainable because birds are you know, hitting them. And if you're thinking about a drone, they know where to start and where to end. They don't know how to maneuver around an attack. Thing. <laughs> right. But birds who know how to hunt and they, they probably think of something they can attack and eat maybe. I don't know. Right. So that's where. <laughs> so so Amazon was like, we off that, that now. We off we that. Let's do this, do this robot. robot. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I could think of a couple. Well, one way I can think of would to be if if a drone can, with the sensors, you know, detect incoming from a bird, 
it could be able to d- to emit some high pitched noise to be able to you know for birds right I mean work on that right versus like yeah we ain't doing that no more we gonna make it a I robot like right? the, I, I like the whole idea of the drone that can fly and drop my package real quick mm-hmm. um, yeah so and that would help on emissions as well and relieve some of the pressure from your Amazon drivers who are you know, being overworked, underpaid, and, and having to pee, they take having, too long. Right, have to pee in pee jars. In yeah. Right. Um, there was a story uh, to where this delivery driver, um, he made a he made a judgment call. He was like, I either walk through this person's grass, you know, of course, it's big house, big yard, either walk through this person's gra- grass and have them yell at me, call me all kind of names, you know, call me everything but the son of God, you know, walk through his grass or walk around, walk down the pathway, whatever the way was, mm-hmm. and be short on my delivery time because Amazon or whomever tracks them, they track them. to yeah. the second. Yes. Right. I would much rather Amazon figure out a way to be the logistical powerhouse that they are without stressing out their drivers, without stressing out their people warehouse on the workers. yeah the warehouse workers who are constantly trying to sort these things let's work on that create a robot for that <laughs> you know yeah. before... or the people having to monitor these people could you imagine all your job is to babysit somebody and if they take longer than a minute and a half to drop off a package you're like what you doing where you right. at what's the right. problem like right. can you imagine how horrible that job has to be because you probably get cussed out every day from amazon workers like leave me alone it took exactly. me i had to walk it was raining i got tired <laughs> right. Right. You know, I'm I not stopped to be <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Whatever the case may be, but yeah. So that's what uh, they're on. Um, I'm not sure how Amazon is going to combat this. Um, you know, this report because they do have documents and they mm-hmm. do have um, uh, audio from meetings inside the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll see within the coming, you know, weeks you know, what the plan is, because they just announced it last Tuesday with, I'm assuming the expectation for it to be ready to deliver, you know, shortly thereafter, because they just made the announcement and, you know, it's kind of got people's interest peaked. Um, so we'll, I guess we'll see who's going to buy a thousand dollar robot that you can It'll, call people on. People will ridicule this thing um, because of its limited functionality, which I mean, it makes sense, you know, something in its infancy is going to have limited functionality, but wrong company. You know, same thing when Amazon, when they try to do that Amazon 3D phone. It's like, we don't need 3D on a phone right now. What are you doing? And that thing got put on the shelf and it went away. So this will probably go the same way as the Amazon phone. Amazon, you've got some other, you, there's some other projects. There's that some really big on. things that you can do <laughs> that would have right. an impact on your employees and on your customers. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> deal with that first. All right. All right. Um, let's move on over to the next article. Um, pretty much all of us use Google to search things on the internet. And it is probably the top uh, search engine um in the world because everybody knows it everybody uses it even when you're using a search a different search engine people call it google or when right. you look up something they say google it so mm-hmm. google is pretty much the pinnacle when it comes to um search functionality 
Well, they just announced that they are making some major improvements to uh, Google search engine at their company's search on event. Um, what the biggest thing uh, it looks like they're introducing is um, uh, new uh, AI advancements um, in the form of a new technology called MUM, Multitask Unified Model. Um, and essentially uh, what this does is it's allowing uh, new features that I'm reading from an article from TechCrunch um, that leverage um, MUM to better connect web searches to the content they're looking for while also making web uh, search feel more natural and intuitive. So two of the biggest changes that are impacted by this new um, MUM is uh, things to know is one of them and improvements to video search. For things to know, what they're saying is it's going to make it easier for people to understand you know, what their search does. Um, and it's easier for the topics they talk about. They use an example, but essentially you search for something and then this things to know thing pops up and it gives you a Pinterest-like feel. Uh, you know, you know what you're specifically looking for, but then there are other key things that you may not know about the thing you're searching for that may be helpful for you to know as well. Um, and the other thing is uh, video search. It's got to upgrade. And apparently the topics that you are looking at in the video that may not even necessarily be directly mentioned in the video, they will be also able to provide links that allow you to learn more. So I don't know how that works if there's something in the video that may be relevant, but not explicitly stated that they'll be able to provide it. I guess that's why they call them AI advancements in MUM, because mm -hmm. this is supposed to allow you that additional, um, uh, I guess, lack of a better word, deeper dive into what it is you are searching. Um, so it looks fairly interesting. Um, the way that they have it, you know, laid out again, if you use Pinterest, which a lot of people do, I use Pinterest. If you're looking for something specific, it looks like they're trying to cut out Pinterest for, instead of just giving you a Pinterest link in your Google search, they're going to give you the alternative of essentially kind of putting it on the screen, the kind of Pinterest, Pinterest-esque feel that you would get by clicking on the link to say, go to Pinterest for whatever it is you're searching. Right. Uh, it makes sense. You know, we're visual. Um, mm -hmm. Video is a big deal now, you know, uh, between TikTok and uh, Instagram video and reels, you know, and, all reels and, you know, all the, you know, YouTube is probably the biggest thing. They're trying to figure mm -hmm. out how they can bring that into Google search and not be a bunch of links to YouTube mm -hmm. in addition to just a bunch of links to Pinterest. So, you know, they're trying to give us that visual because we are visual, you know, if I put in a search, um, I put in a search for anything in Google, you know, my eyes are going to gravitate to images. You know, that's one of the big hacks when you're doing Google analytics, you know, SEO, um, you know, uh, back in my blogger days, one of the things you wanted to do anytime you put a, a blog post up. Uh, you needed an image and it needed to be a featured image, it had all these parameters around featured images 
Uh, you wanted to put a caption on the image. You wanted to make sure you titled the image a certain way. You wanted to put a description for the image. So creating a blog post with a bunch of words and then trying to find illustrations or pictures to go with the blog post was a blog post in and of itself because it had to have the right title, had to have the right uh, uh, the right uh, tags um, in it, right tags. It had the right description yeah. because when somebody went and said, you know, how do I upgrade from an iPhone 12 to a 13? If I wanted them to find my blog post, I had to have an iPhone 13. It had to have description because their eyes would gravitate towards the image when they did the Google search for whatever the case may be. So it makes sense. Um, this sounds par for the course for what Google should be doing <laughs> instead yeah. of all the other stuff that they're doing. You know, it makes sense yeah. Yeah. that and, they would be. Uh, go ahead. No, I say, like, and to be honest, it's all about money. They don't want right. their clicks to go to YouTube. They don't want their clicks to go to Pinterest. So if they can find a way to build it into their search engine, they keep their advertisers. They can advertise to more people and they keep the clicks and the web traffic. Right, right. Because, you know, it is a whole nother monster to try to advertise on YouTube because it may cost a little bit more versus me doing Google AdWords, you know, within Google. If I can like again with the blog post model, if I can figure out how to make my Google ads more visual coupled with this new, you know, um, AI upgrade search on all the things that you mentioned, you know, that's going to enable businesses who are traditional, who are advertising on the number one Google, you know, Google's the number one search engine, you know, give them the ability to be able to just do that within Google. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's part for the course. And I think pretty much all companies are finding new ways to implement all of this new AI technology to, you know, maximize their profits. Because again, it's all about the dollars. Right. All right, that's it for Second String. Let's head on over to For the Culture, where we talk about culturally relevant things, whether it be technology, whether it be music, or just whatever it is we feel like talking about uh, based on the, the news of the week. And for this week, it was some big <laughs> news um, for the world of music and for the hopeful justice for um you know, dozens of women, um, specifically dozens of black women. R. Kelly was convicted in his, um, the first of several cases that he has pending against him. Uh, this one being in New York, he was convicted on all nine counts, one count of racketeering and eight counts of violating the man act, which is, um, a sex trafficking, human trafficking, um, um, act um, in the, the state of New York. So he was convicted. I think the trial was about five weeks. And honestly, I didn't see a whole lot about the trial except I, itself. I have a friend who is a producer um, for Court TV. And of course, uh, you know, they were covering it. And I think Black News Channel was covering it. But as far as the quote unquote mainstream media, this wasn't really covered. And you know, honestly, in all likelihood, it's because it was the harm that was done to Black women. Um, he had a case back in 2008 uh, for similar offenses that he was acquitted of. Um, this honestly has been three decades in the making. Um, he's been doing these types of 
depraved acts against um, young girls, women, and what we found through this trial, men as well, young boys. Um, so he was convicted. He's facing, you know, decades in prison. He'll probably never see the outside again. And as I mentioned, this was just the first case. I think he has cases in Chicago and I think he has similar cases, um, in another state. I can't quite remember, um, what that state is, but the first of the trio of, 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 the latest, you know, crimes he was found guilty of of these nine um, these nine counts, and um, you know, it's taken three days for uh, three decades for black women to finally be believed. Um, you know, we've all heard about the Aaliyah stuff, um, what happened with him, the trial that he had back in two thousand eight, and I think what really put it over the top was the surviving R. Kelly series that was on Lifetime. And the whole mute R. Kelly um, um, hashtag on Twitter. But it's just, you know, it's just really disheartening that it took this long for him to be brought to justice. All while people, the day he was convicted, had congregated outside the courthouse saying that they still believed him. They weren't going to stop fighting for him. Chuck D is out here, you know, being stupid on Twitter making, you know, comments that don't equate to anything. And what it shows to me, we know R. Kelly is famous and, you know, he has what he thought was a bubble around him, which he did for all these years. He did have a bubble around him. But what I'm seeing is the amount of people that are on Twitter, just regular everyday people that are co-signing this dude and saying, oh, you know, what about, you know, the prison industrial complex? You know, they're trying to keep a brother down while they're always trying to lock somebody up. Well, he did it. He did it. We do it. Right. He did it. And, you know, some people deserve to go to prison. And he is one of those one of those people. And it's just what it says to me for the people that you see standing up for him. It says more about those people and the people who are around them. If they are willing to you know, co-sign or defend someone who they know did these things is on videotape, you know, you got statements, you know, all these things. It's, it's just unfortunate for the people in their lives that if they are assaulted by someone or if something, you know, does happen to them, they know that they can't likely find a sympathetic ear or support in these people because of the way they are responding to this dude. Uh, with the exception of Bill Cosby, uh, Bill Cosby came out and said, hey, man, sounds like uh, R. Kelly was railroaded. So uh, take that. Sir, for what it's sit worth. down. You should not <laughs> be talking. You're the last that, person you should be talking. Right. Right. Uh, so I don't know what kind of credibility or uh, 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 common sense that brings to uh, R. Kelly's case. So take that what it's worth. Um, not surprised. That uh, there are people out there still willing to support uh, somebody like R. Kelly. Not surprised that it took 30 years for uh, justice actually to come down to R. Kelly when it was clearly obvious from the the issues he had with Aaliyah, with the sex tape, with the young girl, 
to even, you know, a couple years ago to all the things he was doing down in, here in Atlanta with this house that he had these people. So right. Can... Right. So all those things, it's even not surprising, blatantly those things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's still not surprising that it took 30 years because if you take that and you um, parallel it to that uh, young girl that was uh, declared missing in Utah. Gabby Petito. G- yeah, Gabby Petito. Um, and then, you know, the whole world was on the lookout for her. You know, come to find out she was, they, they ended up finding her body. Now the whole world is on the lookout for the quote unquote boyfriend who is the person of interest. You know, the whole world is after that, right? When parallel to that, you've got all these black women, you've got all these Native American women who have come up missing. missing. And the news, you know, once they got all that heat, they said, oh yeah, you know, there are some black people missing too. I guess we'll talk but, about them but, but back on but this you case, protect, you got to protect this, this girl. Right. So the fact that you mentioned it earlier, um, the fact that R. Kelly was doing this to black girls makes it's plausible that he was able to get away with it for so long. And you can maybe add that to the reason why a lot of people who look like us, which is surprising to me, but I'll keep talking. Mm-hmm. Um, are willing to still support him because they feel uh, our black men feel as well that black women are not as valuable. They're not as cherished. Expendable. They're expendable. Them girls knew what they were doing. They were they're fast. Grown women, mm-hmm. you know, uh, let them live their lives. He wasn't uh, you they, know, they was doing, they all, were the ex- all, yeah. all the excuses all the in the world. All the common excuses as to why a lot of black women do not come forward and talk about sexual assault, sexual, you know, harassment, where where it becomes, whether it be from business, whether it be their work, whether it be their own family members. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of black women stay silent because they know nobody's going to pay attention. So uh, add that all up. It makes perfect sense as to why it took 30 years and it makes perfect sense as to why people are still willing to, you know, support him or like you like you mentioned in Chuck D's case, you know, try to come up with these reasons as to, you know, another black man in the system. Isn't that what they want, you know, or second chances or or, little girls? Yes. Right. Or, or second chances, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. I'm like, this dude has been given three trials. I went to jail and he came out and he came right. back a change man. Right. Sir. Right, right. R. Kelly has been given multiple, multiple, multiple chances. And every single time he's like, all right, that didn't work. Cool. Let me do it this way. Oh, y'all mm-hmm. don't like that either? All right, let me try it this way. <laughs> he is not. Right. He is not repentant. He is At not all. remorseful. He is not They're sorry. They're appealing because he wasn't expecting this result. How? I exactly. read some of the some of the testimony and I it made me sick to my stomach. It was mm-hmm. it was I was like, let me let me not look at any of this because this is just horrible. You mm-hmm. think you know how depraved he's what he was and some of the things he did? It was nothing until you heard or read mm-hmm. because it's federal court, they didn't have cameras in there what he did to these girls, boys, and women. Yep. And absolutely. how he had this whole, that's how the whole racketeering thing, he had a whole network protecting him and enabling him 
to do this foul stuff. I mean, yep. it's foul. Yep. Yep. And everybody's looking for every excuse in the book. Well, what about the people who enabled him? I'm like, what about them? Number one, let's get the big dog out of the way first. And then yeah. we can go on down the line and yeah. get these other people. What, right. Well, why are y'all on Jeffrey Epstein's uh, internet talking about what R. Kelly's doing? I'm like, number one, we got Jeffrey Epstein. And number he was two, in jail. And, and, and right. And number, and number two, I, as a black man, don't care about Jeffrey Epstein. Now, I know, now get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Now, black You care about should the be, victims. Yeah, they should be protected yeah. just as much yeah. as everybody else. And I'm not putting black women who've been assaulted and abused over anybody else. But at the same time, Jeffrey Epstein's people, they got him. We need to worry about R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. We need to get the people who we know. They right. got him. He went to court. Right. Mm-hmm. He, Got convicted. He was in jail. His assistant, his madam, his girlfriend, she mm-hmm. in jail. You know, same thing got, with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, same thing with the they, they they got them. We, they got let they got this. They got the checkmark. Work, they in jail. Right, let's get this right, one. We talk right. about this one. Let's yeah. let's worry about let's clean our own house before we start worrying about what other people are doing. The whataboutism is just astounding. And I was like I said at the top of the segment, it just shows. I just feel bad for the people who are in the orbit of those people mm-hmm. for them to just publicly go on TV, mm-hmm. on the internet. And I'm sure talk about it in their families with their friends at events to hear that mm-hmm. they support this type of person. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's like one in every four women have been sexually assaulted. Um, pretty much every woman has been sexually harassed, whether it's cat called or whether mm-hmm. it's something, you know, deeper um so just to hear you know people that are supposed to be your family your friends or in your circle in your corner you know vocally support someone who has been known to do this it's been visually proven Uh he's pretty much said it himself um numerous times so it's just unfortunate but i'm glad that his victims the ones that are still you know living in with us I hope this brings some sort of peace and, you know, reconciliation to them and they are able to, you know, heal and, you know, find some sort of peace that you were believed. We, we do believe you and we are going to, you know, make this person accountable for his, his misdeeds. So that's the, that's the positive part of it. And some of the victims from, the surviving R. Kelly case have come out and spoken. Um, his former wife has come out and spoken as well. Um, so it's, you know, it's it's moving in the right direction. Unfortunately, they won't sentence him until May of 2022. I'm not sure why they are waiting so long, but, you know, that's what it is. And I don't know how this affects his other cases. If he has to go to prison and serve these before they can try him for those, the other ones, I don't know. But in any event, he's going to jail and he's never getting out. And I am happy about that. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for For the Culture. Let's head on over to the hookup to hear about this week's tip. All right. Uh, if you have iOS 15, uh, one of the hidden features that Apple really didn't talk about all that much is in iOS 15, there is a built in two factor authenticator app. 
Now, two-factor authentication, you've probably heard of it. You've probably seen it to where you log into a website. They send you a code to your, text you a code to where you have to go in your text messages, enter that code into the website, and boom, they let you in. That is two-factor authentication. What's even stronger than them sending you a text message is using a authenticator app. So you think of Google has one, Microsoft has an authenticator app, LastPass, a password manager has an authenticator app. What these authenticator apps do is they themselves create revolving codes that change every 30 seconds to every minute to where once you've connected the third party authenticator app to the website, once you log in, you have to go to the app, get the code, put it in the website and then let you in. That is a little bit more secure than just some website texting you, you know, texting a number with a code. You could be in you could be in access or you could be in possession of that phone number or that te or that uh, text message or not. If somebody gets your, you know, somebody, you know, whatever the case may be, all that to say using a authenticator app is more of a secure way to do two-factor authentication than send me a text message. I say all that to say Apple has built in its own two-factor authentication feature within iOS 15. So basically the way you set it up is you go to a website, you know, banking, financial, whatever the case may be, anywhere that you want to turn on two-factor, a lot of these websites that give you the option to enable two-factor also give you the option to say send a text message or use a mobile app. This is where you actually then go into um, your settings and you go into passwords. You find a password for a website that's are, that you've already using via iCloud Share, or you can actually enter it in. You can enter the website, enter the username, enter the password. There's an option once you go into that uh, password to say set up verification code. It'll open up the camera. You go to the website and scan the QR code when you've enabled uh, two-factor uh, two-factor authentication via mobile app. Scan that QR code. It makes that connection between that website, that service, and your phone. Then it actually gives you the ability to uh, use codes. So the next time you log into the website, it'll say enter the six-digit code from your mobile authenticator app. You go into your settings. You find that password. You look up those codes, you enter the codes, it lets you in. So that is uh, a long way around to saying, you know, Apple has its own authenticator app built into iOS, which if you're already in the Apple's ecosystem, if you're already using, um, you're letting Apple manage your passwords, you know, you're not using a third party authenticator, uh, third party password manager using Apple um, I think it's called iCloud um, passwords. I think it's what it's called. You're using Apple Keychain. If you have a Mac, you might as well just go the extra mile and use the built-in authenticator app since you're already trusting Apple with your password. So that's my tip for the week. Uh, if you have iOS 15, check out the built-in authenticator app and let me know what you think. So does this, so say you already have uh, two-factor turned on on a website, will this... Apple version automatically replace it. Can you have, you both? have to turn one off? So I did it as a test. Um, I did it for Dropbox, for example. Mm -hmm. I went into Dropbox. I went into settings. I went into security. Um, I already had it turned on for sending me a text message to my phone. I had to enable 
using a mobile app. So when I switched that, it showed the QR code. I went into my phone. I you know, turned on the camera, pointed at it. It put the codes into my phone. Then I can use that to get in. As a backup, Dropbox said, okay, you have the option to also use a text message if the authenticator app messes up or you have troubles or whatever the case may be, you don't have access to the app or whatever. You can actually do that as an option. So yes, in the cases that I know of, you it doesn't once you turn on mobile apps, it doesn't automatically shut off the other thing. You can actually use the text messages version as a backup. So um, another benefit to using the Apple's built-in authenticator versus a third party, which are just fine. I use I use LastPass Authenticator. The benefit of using Apple is if you get a new phone, if you lose your phone, you know, uh, it comes right over. You don't have to do any extra setup. If you use a third party, you may have to go in and re-authenticate a bunch of things. You may have to reassure who you are. If you're already using Apple, once you get the phone, once you log into your iCloud, all that stuff comes right with it. Nice. All right, I think I'm gonna give that a try and uh, and see how well it works compared to all the other authenticators I have. Google, now Microsoft. the only right now I use LastPass. The benefit to using LastPass over Apple's Authenticator, and I'm pretty sure Apple will change this as more people use it, is I can get to the codes faster using the Authenticator app because once I go log onto the website, it says enter the code used on your mobile app. I can just on my do a quick search and go to the authenticator app and then boom, the codes are there with the Apple authenticator. I got to go to settings. I got to go to passwords. I have mm-hmm. to search for the app. And then once I find the app and open it, then it'll give me the code. So it's like two extra steps versus just opening the authenticator app and then boom, the codes are right there. So that's the only mm-hmm. backdrop I can see, but I'm pretty sure Apple will figure out to do it. And even you know, me being, you know, a little bit of a geek, um, I'm pretty sure there's a Siri shortcut that I can, you can create that'll get to that a lot faster, but then you got to tweak at it. You got to mess with it. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. That is it for this week's show. Definitely download, rate, and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also engage with us. We're on social media at SnobOSCast everywhere. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Definitely uh, tune into our YouTube channel at SnobOSCast and watch us there. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. That definitely helps us out. Also, if you have any comments or suggestions that you want to let us know of, um, you can go to our website. Uh, at snobwestcast.com. You can also shoot us over an email at snobwestcast at gmail.com. And you can also join our Discord community. Also, you can support us uh, with some monies. You can do that by becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash There are two tiers that we now have, one for $3 a month. It gives you access to our live show early and it gives you access to exclusive content. If you want to um, support on our second tier, which is $5 a month, you get access to our exclusive content, access to our live show taping, audio feed of exclusive content early and access to our very special snobbish channel inside of our discord community also you can give us a one-time donation uh, by going to paypal 
bit.ly slash novelist to give us a one-time donation. And I believe that's our show for this week. Thank you for definitely tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Peace.